This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. How is everybody doing today? My name is Shane. This is my podcast. It's called Lead Singer Syndrome. And yes, I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. I know I say this all the time. I love doing this show so much. And one of the reasons is all the friends I've met. All the new friends. Like John from the Maine. A couple weeks back. What a great dude. Glad to know him. These are wonderful people that I get to talk to on this show. But another thing that's awesome is through this podcast, I get to reconnect with old friends as well, which brings me to this week's guest, Mr. Ryan Zimmerman, not the baseball player, Ryan Zimmerman of Greeley Estates, one of the nicest frontmen I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, and a guy who's pretty much moved on from this world, from this band thing at least in terms of touring. They have some new music out. I'll get to that. We talk about that. The best music they've ever made, in my opinion. But he's got a whole new life, whole new career, which we talk about. But it's really, really great to go back and reminisce about the heyday of post-hardcore, emo, screamo, whatever you want to call it. And of course, Greeley Estates were a big part of that movement. Before we get to that, I want to thank you for being here with me a part of this thing on our journey together. If you want to get in touch, it's very easy. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. Uh, also, get on Facebook. We, we're probably posting a meme Monday or something right now. There's always stuff going on on the official Facebook page. So go on there, like the page. Check us out on all the other social media as well. We're on Twitter and all that stuff. But yeah, get in touch. If you have suggestions for upcoming guests for the show, you want to give me feedback about what you liked or didn't like about a previous episode? It's all good. I love hearing from you guys. Again, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. In other news with me, 
I'm gearing up to head to Iowa this weekend to play with Silverstein. We are playing with two awesome bands, A Day to Remember and Beartooth. If you're anywhere in the vicinity of Sioux Falls, Iowa, make sure you check it out. Shout out to all my sinners literally across the world that are coming to Iowa to witness this show. We're having a little mini Sinnerfest. I don't want to say it's an official Sinnerfest, but we're going to have a time. I'm looking very much forward to it. Then next week, we jet over to Europe for some festivals over there. I know there's plenty of people listening from Europe. If you're around, please check out the show. Some of the great festivals we're doing, like Vainstream, one of my favorite festivals in the whole world in Germany. So I'm looking forward to all that stuff. And if you do run into me, make sure you say hi. Talk to me about the show. Talk to me about your favorite episodes. I love hearing that stuff, and I love meeting all the fans of the show. If you didn't know what I was just talking about with this whole Sinner talk, uh, Sinner is the word that I have nicknamed the super fans of this show who are also members of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. Basically, if one episode a week is not enough for you, if you need more content, if you want great interaction with other fans of the show, we have an amazing community. We're all such good friends. We've got like 300 people in this group. It's so awesome from all over the world. So check it out for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in. You get question and answer sessions with me, access to merchandise, uh, merchandise shipped to your house, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things about doing this show, and it's not even this show. So check it out. The link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Again, $6 gets you in, and it really is what keeps this thing going. And we have some great guests coming up the next two weeks, too. I don't know if I want to spill the beans. I'm saying just make sure you're subscribed. And uh, we got some great bonus episodes coming up as well. Anyways, check it out again. Leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. One more thing before we get into this great conversation with Ryan Zimmerman is rockabilia.com. They got merch. You need merch. I'm wearing this pretty rad Bad Religion shirt that they sent me. Um, I always feel weird about the Bad Religion shirt. Like, I don't know how many punk fans are out there that know what I'm talking about, but basically the Bad Religion shirt is just a cross with a, you know, a line through it. Like, no crosses. And you know, I don't even think about that and what that means maybe to some people. But the other day I'm wearing the shirt and I go into the bank and I was getting some looks and then I was like, all right, it looks like I'm super anti-Christian with this shirt on. And uh, yeah, it might rub people the wrong way. But anyways, Rockabilia, they sent me that awesome Bad Religion shirt. They have merch like that and a whole lot more. They have over 500,000 unique items and they're all officially licensed So bands like Bad Religion are actually getting paid, unlike some things like eBay, very sketchy on eBay, even Amazon you'd think would be legitimate, but there's some sketchy stuff going on with some bootlegs on there. With rockabilia.com, you know it's going to be high quality and you know that's not going to happen. So check it out, rockabilia.com, and we have a promo code, punch in PC Jabberjaw and save 15% off your order today. Again, rockabilia.com, use promo code PC Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. Well, that's all for the intro. Let's get into the episode, and I will see you after I speak with Ryan Zimmerman of Greeley Estates. Hey, 
man. <laughs> How are you, man? Good. It's been a long time. It's been a very, very long time. I was trying to think of when the last time we ran into each other was, and, and I, I was at a loss. I have absolutely no idea. You know, I think it was it was at Warp Tour in, in Arizona. Um, it had to be at least four years ago. Oh, I don't like, know. like you, you guys weren't playing. You guys just were, you were just hanging out. Yeah, we were just we were just right. hanging out. We right. showed up. I, I haven't been there for a few years, so I think that's the last time. Um, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. It's been it's been almost five years since we've been on the road, so it's been a bit. I know, I know. That I have that. You know, I have this all these lists of questions and things I want to <laughs> ask you about and talk to you about, and I have that on the list. Like, I was like, do you guys play shows anymore? Because I know you guys have only played like maybe a couple in the last. You know, a few years like in Phoenix and LA or something. That's like at least all I could find. Yeah, that that's literally we two. We've played two shows, one here and one in LA, in the last two years. So it's pretty crazy. Totally. A lot has changed. A lot, totally. definitely a lot. Like life has happened for sure. Life has but, um, life has <laughs> happened. Uh, I'm here with Ryan Zimmerman of Greeley Estates, a guy that I've known for a very long time, and my first memories of of you guys. I, I I bet you have the same first memories, but probably a lot different um, <laughs> from your your interpretation. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but we met in 2003. Uh, in, in it was in Phoenix. Uh-huh. Uh, we played a show with you guys, and we had signed to Victory Records, but we hadn't really you know done uh, much at all. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we we put a record out and stuff, but you know, we so we were just this little band. We played the show. I, I can't remember the venue. If I, I, we have a record of it, so I could tell you what venue it is if I looked it up. But we we played, and you guys were like the local band, uh-huh. and I think and the show did really well. Like, there was a lot of people there, at least for that time, and uh, we got paid a hundred dollars. <laughs> and the nice. promoter and the promoter was like, "Yep, well, that's the deal. Hundred bucks." We're like, "There's like four hundred people here." <laughs> but but I remember you guys playing that show. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Like we had just started, I think, as a band. Yes, you had. In two, like 2003, I, I think we started messing around maybe end of 2002. But we, I mean, we got, it, it was perfect, you know, for us to start in that time because the Phoenix scene was, was kind of coming along. Uh, a lot of people are showing up to shows. We had no idea what we were doing, but I mean. Yep. We were just kind of, I mean, it was cool. We got, I think you guys might have been one of the first national bands we ever got to open for. I think so. You guys were, were very fresh, and I got to be honest with you. <laughs> Bad. You yeah. guys were terrible. <laughs> you were terrible. For sure. And, and I know. we, you know, we'd, we'd played shows. Actually, Shane, I remember it a little differently. I remember okay, actually, okay. Um, after our set, I remember you actually telling me that you, you were so impressed, like you had me sign an autograph for you and everything. <laughs> you were just blown away. <laughs> I think we did hang out. We hung out after that show. We, hung out, like that dude, too. we yeah. hung out a lot. It was it was uh, Brandon, and I hung out with Brandon the most. He was the guy yeah. that, I, that I talked to a lot. And, you know, you guys were such nice guys. You were so nice. You had these, like, like wide eyes. You were so excited about music and about us being there and about everything. And, yeah. and, and I don't remember if I talked to you before you guys played. And, you know, maybe we loaded in and we started talking. And then you guys played. And I was like, this band. We, we'd been, <laughs> we played all over the country with, yeah. with local bands. And you guys were absolutely terrible. And not that we were great. Not that we were a great band or anything. You know what I mean? Uh, but you guys were absolutely terrible, and I remember thinking, 
you know, good guys, bad band, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But then what happened was interesting. Like later on, I'd kept in touch with Brandon, and and of course it was like through email or whatever. And he sent me some demos or something that you guys were working on, uh, like in the mail with a little note. I probably still have it somewhere because I don't throw anything away. Oh, that's hilarious! I didn't know and, that. Yeah, he did. And um, we, you know, we kept in touch, like you know, just kind of like pen pals. And uh, the stuff he sent me, I was like, this is better. Okay, this is better. Um, <laughs> And I got to say, man, your first record, um, outside of this, yeah, when that record came out, I was extremely impressed. <laughs> and not that listening back now, it's pretty rough. Oh yeah, it's 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 pretty brutal. But, but at the time, when I it mean, came within out, like a year of being a band, and yeah, all of us were brand new. Like when you met us, literally, I don't think anyone had been like even our two guitarists, Brandon and Dallas. I don't think either of them had been playing even six months at that That's point. That's what he said. That's what yeah, and, and I'm the same way. It's like I had no idea. I was just a big music fan. It's like, oh, cool, this is an awesome opportunity. I'm just, it's just fun. I don't think any of us yeah. ever really thought it would go anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, it's a really funny thing too because our first show, we were going to school, and uh, we, I came out here to go to school. Right. And our our first show, we played this place called uh, Big Fish Pub, and it like sold out because all our friends from school showed up. So it was like 200 people there or whatever. Right. And uh, it's a real small venue. But what's funny is we were, we were so awful. But the fact that we had like a sold out show on our first show, I think it just made us think like we, we thought we were badass, you know, what I mean? <laughs> even though we were terrible. Um, and then the, the local scene was just um, kind of just starting to like scary kids were, were, were at that time, you know, um, yep. the plus the fall dudes weren't long after um, change of pace. There was a lot of Joffrey Cowboy was starting to explode. There was a lot of bands um, kind of coming up in the scene and people are just showing up to shows, whether or not it was like a pop punk or like a death metal sh show. People are, you, you, I mean, that was kind of the cool piece around uh, that time. We could have a band like Lydia playing the show, then yeah. Joffrey the Cowboy, then us, you know what I mean? Uh, There's just a lot of support for music. So we kind of started at the perfect time where I think we definitely were really engaged with our fans. We were the ones out there flying every show. Yeah. Um, definitely the passion was there, but the skill and, you know, it's amazing that we we're able to even like continue to have a fan base out here. But I think that that scene and Tim Harmon, I don't know. I don't know if you ever book shows with him probably didn't in the past. No, I'm not sure about he, that. He was, that he was like the big promoter in town. Okay. But he definitely, uh, and photographer, he did a bunch of like photography for, for like AP for a long time. But I think that is like what propelled us to keep going and have opportunities in the future, you know? Yeah, no, um, that's crazy. And, and I do remember it, it totally rang about when you said that, 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 Brandon told me he's like, "Oh, I've only been playing guitar for six months," and I just like couldn't like fathom that, you know, because we're all like in this band and Silverstein, and we've been you know doing this since we we're like little kids, and it was like you yeah. guys started out in college, and I think you, you're a little bit older than me, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I think uh, when I met you, I was probably 23, and what were you like 20, 21 or something? Uh, oh, something something like that. Difference. Yeah, I'm born in 1981, so I'm not sure you might. Okay, be. yeah, I'm I'm 39 now, so yeah, I, exactly. I don't know, how old are you? Are you yeah, what 36, 37? I'm, 30, I'm 37. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's so, funny because we're like older than you guys, but it, it, we might as well have been 13 year olds playing our, our you know, our show. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it, it, totally, that's a great way to put it. And it was, I thought that was very unique. And but you guys just had you had such passion, so so you were so excited about everything going on with the scene, with music, 
Um, you know, and, and we, not that we were jaded at that point yet, but a little bit of that, you know, we were like pissed off. We were only getting a hundred bucks for a show with 400 people, you know, although to be fair, you guys probably drew most of the people actually, you know, in hindsight. Uh, but, but it was just such a funny thing. And I really didn't expect you guys to be a band that, you know, would continue to have a great career, which you've had, which you continue, you know, to still, um, put music out. And it really is like crazy just just remembering that first initial meeting we had, um, and then of course we did Warp Tour together and uh, Taste of Chaos I know we've done, and all those things. You know, Mexico. I just told my wife this morning. I know that that Mexico was was an insane. You know, it was a short. Uh, it was only a few dates. I remember, but it was that was insane. You know, it that was insane, I, I've got really man. good memories of that tour with you guys. Um, yeah. I think I was I was thinking this morning too. Um, I remember just running around this hotel with you guys. I think we all had quite a few beers at that time, but I think you were, <laughs> you were, like um, you were making a, um, a DVD or not a DVD, uh, like a documentary or something like that. Okay. Some kind of, we were doing some kind of video and just running around this hotel in Mexico. I don't even remember what was going on, but I just remember it being hilarious. Um, and the show is just being crazy there. They um, were you guys, crazy you guys there. killed it there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was awesome, man. Yeah, that was, no, I, I think that was, that was kind of our first time was our first time in Mexico for sure. Okay. And I, I I can't remember if we'd been to South America before. I don't think so. I think we went to Mexico first. Um, it, it, yeah. And it was, it was just wild. And I remember they really scared us. Uh, <laughs> like the promoter, we were in Mexico city and the, the promoter brought us to the hotel and was like, do not leave under any circumstances. Do not go outside. If you need anything, you call me. Right. And we're like, Oh my God, this is like so scary. Now we go to Mexico city. I'm like walking around outside, like, you know, I mean, maybe the climate's changed in in ten years or whatever, but I just think it's it's that that part is really funny. Yeah, because uh, um, was that like two thousand seven when we went something like that? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think it was two thousand. It was two thousand seven. What's and, funny? We went two years later after that, and we're doing like a headlining thing, and there was like I think eight or nine dates. Wow. And two of the shows were actually shut. Like I, I can't remember what the name of the um, venue in Monterey that we played with you guys, but we were supposed to play that one. And the cartel actually shut down the show, so we actually were hanging out in the parking lot with these kids that were like, I remember kids crying and all that. Just like, and and I remember we were just like, we need to get out of this country because it was it was kind of terrifying. They shut off two shut down two shows that we were supposed to play. Um, wow. And there was the, that kind of same piece, like don't leave your room when you're at the hotel. Right. You know? Yeah. So maybe so, things have really changed. sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. The other thing that that strikes me that I remember was it, it was we we played and you know outside the show was it was just our bands playing right. I don't think there was anybody else. Yeah. And but it was like fucking Warp Tour merch area outside, like w- w- merch world. Like there was, and I'm I'm not exaggerating for people listening to this. There was no less than fifteen to twenty full size tents full of bootleg merchandise. Yeah, and some of which I actually bought because, <laughs> like a like a Silverstein engraved Zippo lighter. This is so sick! Like I can't get this, so I bought it. And, no you know, way! I, I don't remember that. That's awesome. Oh, I yeah. remember that giant room in Mexico City that was just it was like it felt like yeah, like an indoor festival almost. Oh, it was crazy! You know? I was absolutely crazy. They're singing, they're singing our songs before we went on, and it was it was it was insane. But I'll I'll never forget forget that that. Um, but but dude um you know it's it's really good to speak with you and i really want I, there's a lot of a lot of people asked for this interview a lot of people are wondering what you're up to and i think a lot of people kind of want the definitive Ryan Zimmerman discussion so i think let's okay. go back to the beginning i know you're from chicago originally 
Um, so talk to me about that, getting started, growing up, what it was like for you. Yeah, I, you know, I've always been a huge fan of music. Um, I grew up in um, like a pretty conservative, I wouldn't say rigid home, but to a point, like I, I definitely had, I don't have complaints, you know, about my parents or anything like in that way. But, um, you know, my dad's a preacher, like a pastor. So I grew up in that world, you know, mm-hmm. um, and rock and roll. It was never something like a spoken thing, like rock and roll is the devil. But essentially it was kind of like that. I, you know, I was, <laughs> I was exposed. I wasn't exposed to like, you know, rock and roll growing up when I was like a young kid, it was like Christian music. So when I would, you know, which is for the most part, pretty bad, you know? And, uh, so <laughs> there wasn't like the solid state records when I was in anything like that, you know, right. uh, back then when I was a kid. So, you know, I remember once I started getting exposed to certain things, like even especially when kind of the grunge movement start, started, you know, and just going like, wow, this is incredible. Um, I don't remember my parents ever like really shutting it down, but they never really encouraged it. So it's, it, that's, what's funny that that's what kind of explains the direction I went, right. When, when they're, when something, there's something that's forbidden, of course, you're going to go for it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just remember I was a super shy kid. Um, you know, I, I was like, I was the kid that would have like not a full on panic attack, but I wouldn't sleep the night before like a speech at school, you know, you had to do like the speeches in speech class or whatever. Right. And anything in front of the classroom was just the most terrifying thing in the world for me. Um, so I, I didn't, you know, I played basketball and that kind of thing and had my group of friends, but, and I, I loved like, I, I was pretty into like, I guess I didn't really know anything underground then. It was more like uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Green Day and all that kind of thing. You know, the Chicago, you know, Smashing Pumpkins was everything of in Chicago. Our, our, our Lady Absolutely. Peace was a big band for me. Oh, cool. Back then. Shout out to Canada. I love, love those dudes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, started, I think later in high school is when I started finding some local bands like Lucky Boys Confusion was a big one out there. Right, right. And then getting into bands like MXPX and, and stuff like that. So that was kind of like, so I, I really, I don't go super far back in the punk world or anything like that because I wasn't really exposed to any of that growing up. But once I found it, it was like over. It was like anytime I could get to a show, I mean, I, I felt alive in that scene, you know what I mean? But I, I don't think, I think I was so shy that I was maybe the kid that would, you know, lip sync in the mirror, listen to a song, but never <laughs> ever dream that I'd be actually doing it in front of anyone. So, so yeah, that's kind of the way, I mean, there, the music piece has always been there. Like I've always been in love with it, but uh, never really had even dream. I don't think I even had dreams of doing that. Right. Um, do you, you know, do you almost play like guitar? scared of my you, own. Sh- do you play guitar? No, I didn't. Yeah, you know my parents. My, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go, no. You go ahead. My dad was like he played the trumpet, and my my uncle's like in this brass band that he's been doing for years and years. They tour the world, you know. So the brass thing was kind of pushed on me a little bit early on, and I hated it. I remember like I had to um, I had to play trumpet when I was in uh in like middle school and junior high, and I was in marching band. And I just felt like I was so embarrassed by it. I don't, it's, and it's terrible now, but at the time, it just it was. I, I wasn't passionate about it at all. And I think I got braces, and that was my excuse to get out of marching band, you know, and out of playing the trumpet. Right, right. <laughs> but I don't have a lot of background with even with that. Like even with the guitar, I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, as far as music, I don't. You know, that's one of the things. It's like it'd be fun to pick it up and just screw around, but I've never really have. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just yeah. mostly been a big music fan, honestly. Yeah. Even when we when we were on Warp Tour, I just remember totally being like 
this is crazy. We're playing this. I'm such a fan of all these bands. I'd spend my whole day just checking out shows, you know? I know. I know. It's crazy. Uh, so, so then you, you went to school and you moved to Phoenix and that's kind of when the music, you know, the musical career began. Um, yeah. What, what were you, what were you, what was the plan when you went to Phoenix? I wasn't to start a band. It was obviously just to focus on, on a career, right? Yeah. You know, I think I, early on, I, I, my thoughts are, I want to do some kind of, um, some kind of work with counseling or something like that. That's, right. that's kind of where I was initially feeling that led to or whatever. And, um, my roommate was Dallas, our old, our original guitarist. Um, and he was just learning how to play guitar. And honestly, I remember him like keeping me up at night uh, trying to learn how to play that kind of thing. And then it was just something like, he's like, Hey, do you ever, if you ever want to try to write some melodies or lyrics around what I'm doing, you know, and we just started messing around with it. And it, it, I became like obsessed with just, you know, and that's kind of, you know, even though when we met you, we'd been playing for six months, you know, and, but like, um, we literally were practicing seven days a week, like three or four yeah. hours a day, yeah. you know, uh, as a band. So trying to make, you know, catch up to, you know, make any progress we could. Cause, cause we knew that we were, we were older guys and even in the local scene <laughs> at the, you were 23 and you're starting a band, you know? Um, especially when you haven't been in previous bands. So we did put a lot of effort in it. It just took, it took a while, you know, <laughs> obviously to get that, to even get some attention in the scene and then totally. to get nationally get the attention. The whole thing with uh, like pure volume and MySpace and all that stuff at that time, that's where we really kind of got our attention too. Yeah. Um, just being an unsigned band with, you know, quite a bit of um, hype on, on those sites too. Um, right, right. That was huge well, for us. Being older, you guys were a little, you know, you're a little smarter. And you kind of yeah. understand what you have to do uh, from a business, <clears throat> excuse me, from a business side of things, um, you know. And I think you guys are always good at that. And even you know, from an image perspective, you know, you're a good-looking dude. Um, I think that that I, didn't, I appreciate that. That didn't hurt <laughs> you guys either, you know. And what you know, people would see on. on I think a, it was almost like, like a gimmick space. at the at the beginning. It was almost like act as this and just dress as this, you know. And oh, I mean, totally. we're. It was like if we played a, a show with a national band, we'd, we'd take from them like their stage presence, you know, like their look. Like we were just kind of like sponges at that point. Right. Like we, I, don't, I don't think we had any kind of identity. We just knew that we were like we're into that, into that style. I mean, we were, back then it was like you guys, you know, the, the used um, Finch, you know, from Autumn to Ashes, like all those bands – the Bled was a huge one for us. Oh, right, that's another Phoenix band. Love, yeah, in love with that well, band. Sorry, yeah. they're from Tucson, but another Arizona band. Yeah, so we were just kind of like trying to figure out, you know, where we fit in or if we did at all. Yeah. Um, and we just got our the local, you know, scene. The kids were showing up to more and more shows to where we we're playing bigger venues, being unsigned, and be, just being a band for a few years. I think it almost didn't make sense. Yeah, know? no, and I think you know another thing was the amount of jealousy and shit talking that must have went on. Uh, you know, probably people really didn't like that. You guys were like, Oh, pick up a guitar. And six months later, I'm in, I'm in a band and I'm touring and all that stuff. You know, I think there was a lot of, of, uh, you know, jealousy about that for, you know, I can't really think of another word. Did you experience that with other bands? Uh, did you ever have any band B for anything? Because you were such nice guys. (laughs) You know, I, I don't know. I don't remember like anything directly around that. I think early on we were, we had more of that pop feel to us so a lot of our a lot of our crowd was like female so oh yeah i think we were we were kind of like the we we weren't heavy you know what i mean um and anyway so that there was some 
pushback in the scene, especially from the guys at that time. But I don't think we cared at that at that because that's kind of what what we were into at the time. Right. We we had a, an interesting direction because we kept getting heavier and heavier instead of getting totally. lighter. You know, it's a very different um, totally way to go. Totally, I, like- I remember around that time, right after Outside of This came out. This is kind of a funny story, but Pete Wentz. Uh, hit us up and was talking about managing us and wanting us to keep writing, you know, in that direction. He was, he was kind of like, let's go this story, the, like essentially like a story of the year route and let's keep writing in that direction and we'll get you signed and and we can kind of go that way. Wow. But at the, at the time we were, um, we were really influenced by, I, I think the, you know, the bled was like the band that we just were in love with at that time yeah. and just wanted, and, and we loved like the live show just going crazy and, and, and the heavy piece. So we kept writing heavier and heavier. And I remember like he'd asked for me, he'd asked me to send him songs and uh, he, he sent me, I, I sent him this song called y'all with the vampire squad, which is kind of the ones, one of the ones that got us some attention online early on. And uh, I just remember him being like, I don't think he, he even responded to me. I think he was just like, <laughs> dude, this is awful kind of thing. And, and then I, we saw him on Warped Tour and he's like, man, you guys went the opposite way that I was hoping you'd go essentially, you know? But right. at that time we, we kind of thought it was cool because we were doing what we wanted, you know? Maybe not the smartest career choice at that time, you know, because we could have had some pretty cool opportunities with, with that. But uh, that we were, we were going the route that we, that we felt led at that time too. No, no, totally. And I remember you guys as being, you know, kind of like the post-hardcore, you know, emo band. Um, and then I, yeah, I kind of woke up one day and was like, and someone was like, oh, new release song. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is full on metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but I always wondered if, if part of, of the reason that you sort of went heavier and heavier was almost like, com- like compensating for like a lack of technical skill early on, you know, because metal is like, you know, harder to play or supposedly, you know, or whatever. I always wondered if it had something to do with that. You know, proving people wrong a little bit. No, I think there was for sure that piece. Um, I mean, each each record, it, uh, you never really know what you're going to get from us, but I think we almost wanted that shock value. We got Chris, right. our current drummer, uh, when he came on for the No Rain, No Rainbow record, we just kind of like used him wherever we could to just be ridiculous, you know? Right. Um, but I think there was a piece, you know, and we got put on a lot of heavy tours and I think that definitely influenced us going out with August Burns Red and just yeah. like really... And, and stuff like that, you know, there, you know, and even, I think we were on a taste of chaos together, weren't we? I think we were. 2006, yeah. We, we only did, really? t- yeah, 2006. We only did the Canadian dates, but okay. we, we jumped on, like you guys had done, I think like the whole thing. And then Canada was at the end. Uh, yeah. and I, yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys were, were on it with us. And then I think all three warp tours that we did, we, you guys were on the entire thing, all those two. I mean, I don't know. Probably. How, how many have you done now? Like 10? Uh, not 10. I, I always forget the number. Maybe it's eight. We did uh, oh, uh, oh, 04, oh, 05, oh, 06, 9, 13, 15, 17. So we've done seven, and then wow. this one we're doing – well, we're just doing eight shows on this this one coming up, but, but it'll be our eighth. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Okay. Yeah, I know we definitely spent some time on the road with you guys on the festival piece, you know. So, yeah, yeah, no, some absolutely. good times, yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, it's 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 great though, man, catching up with you, man. Um, you know, one thing about your, you know, the whole thing I brought up about the the, the image and the fashion and everything, and you kind of downplayed that and said you didn't think that you guys were had any identity or whatever, but. I'll never forget this one moment, you know, like when skinny jeans like became a thing, you know, and every yeah. band guy was 
you had to get these skinny jeans. Everyone was wearing them. So everyone's wearing black skinny jeans. Yeah. And then that's just what everybody wore. Then I saw you and you were wearing white skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, see? See what he's doing there? He's the cutting, like he's, you know, separating himself on, on the image side. And I always thought you guys had that, like, down. You know, you guys always took good photos and, and had that side of the band. I don't know how much you of know, it was, was talked about or, or conscious or just it just was who you were, but I always noticed. You know, it's funny. I, I think, I don't know how much, uh, so much, we were influenced so much by, like, what our, our peers, like, kind of, like, the support and, and just some of the guys on Warp Tour would be, like, idols. I remember I wore those the first day of Warp Tour, 06. My manager, actually, at the time, Stuart Taggart, I don't know oh, if you remember yeah. him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, Rest he, in peace. It was his, for sure, man. He's, he's a huge reason behind, you know, anything that we got early on, especially with, like, touring and Warp Tour. But yeah. that was actually his idea to do that. And I was like, no way. Uh, and then I agreed to do the first date. And I think it was Jeff from Thursday. He... Uh, that you know, I think we had done a few things with them in the past, but I was a huge fan, um, yeah. and still am. But he and he told me he's like, those pants are rad, man, and that's all I needed. Just to hear, <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm wearing these for the rest of the tour. You know, <laughs> was um, he sarcastic? That's what we'll never know. And and that's funny. Yeah, he might have he might have been laughing inside. You know, like this poor kid. You know, but um, or just feeling bad for me. But yeah, that's all I needed at the time to do that. Um, so yeah, those are those are good memories. Though I, even at that time, I mean. At, in 2006, we were still such a young band and, and so awful in so many ways. But, you know, Kevin Lyman, he gave us, I think he gave us close to 20 main stage um, spots, you know, on that tour, which is only playing, only playing for four years as musicians in any way. It was an insane opportunity. Um, you know, Kevin was really great to us. I mean, we just had a lot of opportunities. I think, you know, it never really got to this place of being like obviously gigantic, but you know, back, I'm really happy that we had the opportunity in the early 2000s because that's when people had, had some money to spend at Warped Tour, too. You know, kids would show up with a $100 buck, you know, $100 bill, and they could buy five t shirts. You know, 2008, right. it was a little different. They'd show up with 20 bucks. Um, that's and, true. So there's a lot more competition then. But yeah, I think it was the right time to be in that, in that world for sure. No, absolutely. Uh, you guys, you know, were on so many different record labels and it was like ever changing you know like your first record was on like was it like smart punk like i don't even know how that works um you know and then you guys were on that label science which i think was with bless the fall who also stewart stewart also managed that band as well um i always felt like you know it was it was hard for you guys from that perspective like you never just had okay we're on equal vision or or you know we're on uh whatever label um uh you know was that a problem for you guys um, from the business side that you're constantly switching labels? Yeah, I mean, science was actually pretty good to us, essentially the Warner Brothers, you know. So there was yeah. quite a bit of funds and whatnot to kind of put, put into the record and, and touring and all that. But, um, you know, things went down with Stuart, um, unfortunately, like with even I think, you know, we we parted ways maybe six months or a year before he passed. I I can't remember how long it was, Um, but he did so much for our band, but we we just weren't seeing eye to eye and and we were able to leave the label. Our lawyer got us out of contracts with them and then moved over to Tragic Hero. But we were never that band that like labels were fighting over or anything like that. Right, right. No, I know. Um, I I think that respect from the industry, you know, we had, we had some offers, um, but they were, definitely weren't good offers. So we were able to actually, 
Um, we never got stuck into like a deal that, that hurt us though, which was cool. You know, even when, when we went over to tragic, it was like, we were able to kind of negotiate that, um, and just do a record at a time with them. And then the last few EPs with us being off the road, we've just released on our own. Yeah. And then they, they've released like the printed copies, you know, of the record, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, I guess that was kind of difficult because especially some of the, the, the labels that we knew would have so many opportunities, like, you know, equal vision or fearless, you know, we had meetings with all of them, but it never actually went down okay. or the offers were never good enough to, you know, they didn't make sense, you know, to, to go that route. Yeah. No, but no, totally. I'd say on the industry side, we had a lot of opportunities, but we never had a lot of, especially early on. I don't think a lot of respect in that. And, and I get it. Um, but I think at that time too, it was kind of like, all right, screw it. We've got kids showing up. Kids are passionate about this. We're passionate about it. Like that's, that's all we really care about. You know, any of that extra would be nice, but that, that wasn't really <laughs> the way it was going for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I know, you know, you got a lot of things going on now, um, you know, with your, your life outside of music and congratulations on that. Uh, a lot of people Thanks. don't know this, but you know, you're, you have two young daughters. Um, you've I've got, got three, your, three now. Three actually. now. Oh my god! Yeah, a brand new one. Then I guess. Yeah, we got a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then a six-month-old. So, six month, oh, congratulations! Yeah. That's that's Thanks, man. that's beautiful. But I, I know don't sleep much, but yeah. Um, I I don't have any kids. I I uh, <laughs> I can't relate, but I I couldn't imagine. Anyways, I know you got your master's degree, and now you're a therapist helping out. Um, you know, other people as a you know, as a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different world, but, um, it's challenging me. I mean, I'm, I'm still super green in that world. You know, I finished my master's like, I guess two years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's an awesome opportunity. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I work with young adults and, uh, yeah, I, I'm still learning every day. So it's kind of like when you start in the band where, where, like I said, I was like a sponge, like just taking everything in. It's yeah. kind of like, so, so I have a lot of, it, it's a challenge, but it's, you know, it's kind of a nice change too. Like I, I never really thought that I would like to do the nine to five thing, but now everything changes with kids. You know, I, I, when my first daughter was born, you know, I was, I was terrified of being a father and, um, she had some complications when, when she came, she was in the NICU for a while and everything changed for me from going from being terrified to being a father to going like, I would do, anything, you know, this child to survive, you know, right. uh, and she's doing great now, but, uh, you know, my whole perspective on um, people always say that happens, but it definitely happened for me Yeah. to where I, I still, I miss, you know, I, I definitely had a grieving period, I think kind of transitioning away from music. Cause that, that was like my life for yeah over a decade. And, uh, my wife would always say like, whenever I'd go to warp tour after, you know, in, in the last five years, I'd be kind of off for a few days. Right. I think there was, there was a piece of that just missing that. Cause there, there's nothing like it, you know? Totally. Um, totally. But now I have this like reoccurring dreams that I have to leave for the road and I, and like leave the kids and my wife and all that. So I, I kind of know that I'm, I'm in a place now that that's, that's not where I'm at anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be home. Right. Um, you well, know, when your, so. when your daughter was born, I, I missed how old you said she was and I, I'm not very good at math. So were you guys still full on touring on the road when she was born? Uh, we weren't, uh, when my wife got pregnant, that was around the time we, we uh, were ending touring. Uh, Brandon's Brandon had a, a, a son the year before and, and was yeah. kind of saying that he, he was ready to stay home. So we, we were, we were kind of in that um, limbo stage where we were wondering whether or not we were going to find somebody else to replace him and keep going. 
Um, and then I think, you know, when my wife got pregnant, I was like, you know, it's time for me to get back and get my master's and, you know, start pursuing something else. We were still playing quite a bit, you know, quite a few shows uh, just in Phoenix area and then still putting out music. But and that's something I think, you know, uh, several of the guys in the band are in this band called Dead. Yeah. D-E-D. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're doing really well now um, on the radio quite a bit and all that. So, um they're really busy with that. But we still talk about just trying to put out, even if it's just a song here and there, just, just for us and for the people that are still out there that, that want to hear something. But as far as like any kind of career in it right now, I mean, I'm, I'm, my attention's fully on what I'm doing now, you know, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the therapy world, which, which is, it's cool though. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And with dead, you know, Dave and Kyle are in that band and, and um, their success. Does that put, is it kind of harder for you to keep Greeley going? Because it, it kind of puts like they're obviously a little more distance from it. And I know Dave was a driving force on some of the EPs that you guys did. Yeah. Um, and, and does that put more pressure on you personally to kind of be like, okay, guys, let's do this? Like, rather, because they're probably not going to come to you as much because they're just because they're so busy? Yeah. You know, Dave, he, he, he kind of. He, he essentially talks about doing Greeley. It's almost like self care for him. Cause we just, when there's no pressure, when we record, like we just have a beer and chill in the studio and see yeah. what we can come up with. You know what I mean? It's, it's totally different than the past when you, you come home from tour and you have to put together a record for the label, that kind of thing. Right. So now, now it's like, um, you know, if we got time to, to figure something out or if, if he's written something, we even talked about, I know Brandon, after we put out the last EP, Brandon wasn't on that. And, uh, and Brandon was saying, I'd love to do something again in the future. So I think we're hoping to, even if it's just releasing a song here and there, just to do that for fun, you know? Um, but I don't, I don't really feel a lot of pressure. I I think, um, it was a, it was a struggle. Uh, like I said, almost grieving that, that life, but I'm in a, I'm in a place now that, you know, I mean, funny story. There was a few weeks back, uh, a doorbell ring is the pizza guy, you know? And and he was (laughs) like, a fan of Greeley is he's like, Oh my God, you know, that, that kind of thing. And then he looks, he looks down at my toes and my daughter had just painted my toes like rainbow colors. <laughs> and it just was like such a realization, like how, how, how different my life is now. You know, it's like, you can't even be cool in that moment. It's just kind of like, Oh cool, man. Yeah. This is, this is my life, dude. You know what I mean? Um, but, but I think, you know, four years ago, but I you might know what? Let me interrupt worried you. about my what's, image at that but time. What's worse? You know what I mean? what, what's worse? He comes to the door and you still have the same emo swoop hair. And I still the white have the pants, white pants. Right. <laughs> the white pants and like your own records playing in the background of, you oh, know, dude. or something like that. Bad. Like if you're still like, hey, man, he's just still trying to make it. He's still trying to push on, you know, it, yeah. become, it can that can become probably even more embarrassing for some you know, people and it's like, oh my God, you're still like, people still, people said to me sometimes, they'll be like, oh my God, you're still in that band? Like, you're still doing that? I'm like, like you're third year in your late thirties and you're still doing that? Like, and you're, you're still killing it though, man. Like well, that, that, that last record's sick. Well, I, I mean, we're doing okay, but you know, they don't know that they're just going, they're just thinking like, oh my God, this guy, like, is he ever going to grow up? Because most people my age, our age, have and have, have moved on to other things. So, you know, it's it's uh, you can look at it either way. You know, yeah, um, no, that's a good way. That's a good way to think about it. You know, but I, I think totally I think I was off, at a place so, where I'm like, this is. Yeah. I was thinking that you know, I that this is my life now. It's and I'm happy with it. But I, I like that yeah. too because it, it'd be even it'd be sad. You know, it's almost like embarrassing if you're still stuck in that same place. Yeah. You know, exactly. but that's not you guys. You guys are continuing to put out good music and, and still make a living off it. That's not where Greeley was going, you know? 
So I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it got harder for you guys. Uh, you know, it, it's it's tough. It's tough to keep it up, and and um, I don't know. Fans can be fickle, and that's the way it is. But you were saying something, and I cut you off a minute ago. I don't don't know where you were going. Just just how hilarious how, how different life is. You know, the yeah. rainbow toenails. You know, right. that's that's a whole new world. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of factors too. You know, uh, in 2010. When No Rain, No Rainbow came out, which is one of the ones that we're kind of known for, you know, yeah. records. My mom uh, died of cancer that year. Like that record actually came out on like in stores the day of her funeral. And I remember that night oh I flew out and joined the tour. And a lot a lot of stuff changed. Everything kind of changed for me at that time, too. And I think that tour, um, Maddie Mullins, he, he started off filling in for me at the beginning of that tour, which was pretty rad. Um, but I just remember I was... I was probably drunk the entire tour. I couldn't, I couldn't even face what was going on, you know? Um, and I think, you know, it, that's not like what changed everything for me, but, but quite a bit changed for me at that point too. Like put a lot in perspective, even around being away from my wife, you know, 10 months out of the year, um, started thinking about how important family was after going through that period, you know? Um, and, and I think at at that point I was starting to think like, I, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Yeah, man. So, but, um, we, I mean, we had, we had a a pretty awesome ride and, and so many opportunities, you know, seeing the world and, uh, things that I never, uh, none of us would have ever expected, you know? Totally. Um, so it it was quite the adventure for sure. I'm sure you wouldn't change that for anything, but you know, Hey, life goes on and you move on. Um, being a therapist must be interesting, you know, because in some ways as a musician, as a singer of a band, you know how it is. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, man, you know, this song really got me through a hard time. Your lyrics mean a lot to me. Um, is there, do you ever feel like that? Like there's any relationship between those kinds of things? Yeah, I do. I think, um, you know, and that that was definitely an experience that we'd have quite often with our fans. Like when they're saying like struggle, you know, I think any of us, any, I'm sure you do all the time too, but where, where somebody's like, man, I'm struggling and this song really has given me hope yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? And I think, so that's why I was really, um, it's an like an awesome opportunity to work with young adults. I'm, I'm working at, um, I never thought I'd started, uh, like I'd say one of the top treatment centers in the world. Um, so awesome. it's a really cool place to learn from some of the best out there, you know, but to actually work with, you know, um, young adults, 18 to 26, a lot of them are still in that kind of scene of music. Yeah. And I was really worried too, that, I've got some job stopper like hand and neck tattoos and all that, you know, thinking like, is it even possible to get a job there? You know? Right. And, uh, but I think especially with the, the population I'm working with they they were open to that. And, um, you know, when I started on campus, I, I was definitely was, I looked out of place for sure. Even when I'm dressing, trying to dress professional, they're still looking at me like I'm a patient, you know, <laughs> the rest of the staff. I guess. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's been really cool, and um, I've, I feel like even in this work, I've learned so much about myself too. Um, so it's definitely really rewarding, and uh, and even to kind of use the music piece, I don't actually, you know, I've had a few patients that have come in and like recognized me from the band, but I don't think most people are even thinking about that as right. far as like making that connection. But I definitely use music in in therapy too, um, because that's something, especially for young adults, it's like that's a huge piece of their life, you know. Yeah. So. No. Awesome. Um, what about writing? I mean, you're still a great songwriter, great lyricist, uh, you know, with the last EP that came out last year. It's about a year old now, right? 
It is, yeah. All the Hopeless. I mean, mm-hmm. writing that from a place of a therapist, was that different uh, writing? Like, you know, obviously you're writing about your own your own problems, but does something else kind of come into your mind when you're when you're writing now as as a professional? Yeah, it definitely did. I, a lot of that that EP was was definitely from my work experience. I was in my internship at that time um, when I wrote that, and I actually had I had no concept really of what like recovery or the twelve step program or anything around addiction at that time. Yeah, um, but I had a few friends that were in and out of rehab and really struggling with uh, substance abuse and all that. So actually, before I even started my internship, I was I was writing songs specifically for some friends like that song calling out the hopeless one of my buddies was really struggling with alcohol and in and out of treatment and uh so i actually wrote that song for him and it was really random the way i never even uh i didn't really have a direction i knew i I wanted to work with young people i I didn't really know like where i wanted to work when i was done with school and it just so happened internship opened up downtown at a substance abuse facility and uh got really kind of thrown into that world and and it was pretty overwhelming you know um just the seeing so many people that were, you know, struggling or had, you know, not, not just like the, the substance abuse piece, but the mental health piece. And uh, a lot of them had, had um, attempted, you know, suicide several times and, you know, so I think that definitely affected my, my writing on that and probably will continue to influence my, my writing moving forward. Cause that's, that's the world I'm in. That's, um, you know, on a daily basis. So, Um, and, and the, the place I work now is trauma is a huge piece there. Um, so it, that's been, I'm learning a lot, but it, it can be o- really overwhelming kind of some of that stuff too, you know, but uh, I, I'd say moving forward, it'll definitely be influencing my d- direction in writing for sure. For sure. Do you have any interest in starting either starting another project uh, with anything or, or, you know, doing anything outside of, you know, music or just anything extraneous at all? Have you had any thoughts of that? Yeah. You know, I, Dave and I have talked about trying to, you know, start something on the side. I don't know whether that looks like, you know, something totally different or just continuing to do a little bit of Greeley here and there. You know, right. we, I think we've been a mystery because we'll just go, we're so awful with social media that we'll just go like blackout for two years and then show up and say like, we got new songs, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so never, no one ever knows if we're actually still together or not. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I definitely would like music to be part of, you know, my life moving forward. I've, um, we did a little bit of uh, collaboration with, uh, to write love on our arms on the last record with mm-hmm. Chad Moses. Uh, he did a, a speaking part on the end of one of the songs. And I love to do something like that in the future too, to be able to incorporate it with, you know, the, even the therapy piece, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's something that we've talked a little bit about exploring too in the future. So that music's still a part of my life, but also kind of merging the two, the two fields, you know, together. So, Absolutely. Um, right now, honestly, being a dad and like uh, just, you know, surviving that with young kids is like it takes up so much. I don't get out much. It's it's kind of crazy. You know, I see like a show or two a year. Um, yeah. I don't. Are you guys on the work tour on the Phoenix State this year? Thank God we're not on that one. That's, <laughs> <You know? Okay. laughs> That's brutal out there. Uh, no, I'm going to go. It's the last year. I, I have to go. Have, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go. Gonna go. I, I think it's, you know, for me, I know it's going to be emotional, but I think anybody – even just going out to their local date, I think it's going to be pretty emotional knowing that it, that that's the last time, you know, you're going to experience that. I know it's crazy. It's been, you know, since I was, uh, I've been going since I was in high school. I think I've missed two years in the last 20 years, you know, yeah, yeah. that's probably the same for you. You know, you've played most yeah. of those, but I've gone every year since 1997. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or gone or yeah. played. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, it's pretty, this it's, 
it's massive. I mean, I, I don't think I ever thought this was going to, this was going to happen anytime soon. Um, <laughs> no, no, I know. It's but, absolutely crazy. Um, so, okay. Um, sorry, I'm looking through my notes. I had one more thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, so no chance of any tenure tours for Go West Young Man or anything like that? Is that that's that something that's come up. Now? Yeah, it will be. Actually, it is. Yeah, it's 10 years it's this, this year. year yeah. There was a bunch online asking if we were going to do that. I don't know. I just don't see how we'd be able to pull it off just with – Brandon and I both are pretty pretty stuck with you know the family situation and jobs. Not stuck, but like there's not a lot of room to be able to pull something like that off. Right. Um, or even it might just, be one of those things show, that we can do some Phoenix you know? shows. Yeah. Right, right. So – but I mean, I, I'd love to still incorporate some of that stuff, but I, I really don't know where it's going moving forward. I, I definitely think we'll play some more shows. I, my oldest daughter's seen one show, and I'd love, you know, for my younger ones to, right. to see a show before we're done, you know. Um, but I have no idea moving for sure. forward. I, I just know I need to get out to some more shows, you know, next time you guys come through the town, you know, through Phoenix. Yeah. No, I think we're coming, back in the, we're coming back this fall, so uh... – Cool. Uh, nothing is, is confirmed or anything, but I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll let you know. Uh, uh, what's right. up? It would be great to see you, man. Very cool. Well, thanks. Anything else to add or tell the people about it? I really appreciate you telling your story, and, and it's really great to see you doing so well. Yeah, man. This was a lot of fun. I, I got a lot of good memories with you guys too, man. Definitely, um, we appreciate all the support over the years from everyone. It was it was an adventure for sure. Absolutely. Something I never I never thought would, would happen, so... Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate having me on. Of course, Ryan. All the best, man. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Enjoy your morning. Thanks, man. You too. (laughs) Take take care, man. See ya. So there it is with Ryan. Love talking to him. Love catching up. And the reason I said enjoy your morning is because in Arizona, it was 9 a.m., which, you know, 9 a.m. on Saturday just doesn't happen for uh, us current musicians. And I'm sure it wouldn't have happened to Ryan uh, back a few years ago, but it's great to see him doing so well with an amazing family, an amazing career. I just loved it. I loved every minute of it. And Greeley Estates are still putting out some music here and there. Their last release, as I mentioned, came out a year ago, Calling All the Hopeless. And it's good. It's good. It sounds awesome. And I just wish that they'd play some shows again. But hey, it's not out of the cards. I think it could be possible. Thanks to Ryan for taking the time, and thank you for listening to this, supporting this. Make sure you're subscribed. We've got two fantastic guests the next two weeks, so hit the subscribe button, whatever you're listening on. Hit the subscribe button, check out the All Access Club, and I will see you all on the flip side. I will leave you with a tune. Here's the new one from Greeley Estates, Calling All the Hopeless. Peace and love. See you next week. I'm calling all the hopeless.